In life, we encounter people every day, all of whom have stories to share. We rarely take the time to ask people their personal stories, many of which will touch, move, and inspire us in some way. Matt has a passion for making authentic connections and learning about people from all walks of life. He has lived a life of giving back to the community and making a difference in people's lives. Are you ready to meet fascinating people and hear some inspiring stories? The Matt Hilton Show will introduce you to a world of possibilities you never knew existed. Sit back, be present, and enjoy. Here's your host, Matt Hilton. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Matt Hilton Show. You don't want to miss this episode. Today's guest is a Missouri native, he's a serial entrepreneur, and he has, let's just say, some interesting connections to a local celebrity. You don't want to miss this show. And stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. With almost 20 years of real estate experience in the North Texas area, the professional realtors at Hilton Realty Advisors have helped over 500 clients with their housing needs. Hilton Realty Advisors covers all areas of real estate, buying, selling, building, investing, and renting. We deliver the keys to homeownership to all through integrity, love, and joy. Call us today for all of your real estate needs. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the show today. We have a very fascinating person with some inspiring stories. I just met Jerry in person this afternoon, so um, I'm excited to hear his stories too. So Jerry Moody is here with us, and that is Mooty, M-O-O-T-Y. And uh, Jerry, thanks for being here with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. For sure. We were introduced through Julie Altimus. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. Yeah, she's a, she's a friend of mine, has been for several years, and I appreciate and love her so much. So Yeah, she's great. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So tell us if you could give us three words that describe who you are, Jerry. What would those three words be? Probably entrepreneur would be number one. Uh, motivated would probably be number two, and hopefully number three is likable. Likable. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. So entrepreneur, let's start there. So that was the first word that came out of your mouth. So what is it about you that is an entrepreneur? I think, I think my upbringing based on my grandfather and then my uncle, obviously I've been in a very entrepreneurial family my whole life. Um, once you hear the full story, you'll, you'll understand I've done a few different things professionally and as as I get older, so I'm I'm always liking to build things. I like to start companies, um, and get them to a point to where I can either exit that company or you know continue working with it, but maybe bring in some other operational help. Okay. So, what is your most? What was the first entrepreneurial endeavor that you made? So the very first, I started a barbecue sauce company when I was in college at SMU. Okay. And so we put that. I went all the way through. Uh, the designing of the recipe and bottling and getting it into stores throughout the Metroplex here in Dallas. Is that something else that's ongoing or? Uh, that was a, that was a life lesson that having a one product food, food item was very difficult to make any money off of. So it was more of a learning experience. I think my, my family wanted me to do something that they probably saw wasn't going to make any money and, and learn a few things uh, along the way. So what did you learn besides one food product line is not going to make it. What else did you learn? I uh, learned a lot about how there's a lot of different variables in something like that. Obviously, you got shelf space, you've got design of the labels, you got all different kinds of different requirements. Obviously, the FDA um, requirements on the side of the label. Um, so anyway, it's when you're 18, 19, you're not thinking about all that. You have this idea and you think you're just going to 
put a label on a bottle, and next thing you know, it's going to be in Tom Thumb. Okay. It doesn't work that way, does it? It didn't work that way. Um, I think we ended up breaking even, but it was a short-lived yeah. couple-year deal. Okay. And then you moved on. What was next? So got out of college, went to law school in Houston, and then came out of law school, worked for a huge law firm here in Dallas, about 250 lawyers, and really just did not like that environment. So I started my own law firm when I was 28 uh, with two other guys. Uh, we were litigators, so we that was our main area of practice. Um, so that was in 1998. Uh, grew that over the next 15 years to 60 lawyers in four cities. So we had offices in Dallas, Houston, Austin, and Beverly Hills. And so I sold that in 2012 because I got tired of arguing. <laughs> Which is what litigating is, right? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, arguing. Yeah. Before I was a realtor, I was a private investigator and a lot of my um, clients were attorneys. Oh, yeah. I, it was mostly on the family law side, but yeah, it was it was interesting. Yeah. Interesting business. Absolutely. Yeah. So what you remember back to those times of litigating? Like, is there a case that really stands out in your mind that? Um, well, we represented the Dallas Cowboys was our main prominent client. They weren't our, they didn't have the most work, um, but obviously got involved with a lot of the stuff going on in the late nineties, early two thousands with them. So that was some, some really fun stuff, not necessarily for the players involved or whatnot, but learned a lot about, uh, how not to get in trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So. Okay. So you have a connection there. You you mentioned the Cowboys. So isn't there a connection there somewhere? So I'm Jerry's nephew, his blood nephew. So my mom and Jerry are brother and sister. Brother and sister. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm an only child. So been pretty close to the family. Um, I actually came to SMU before he bought the team. So I was just, I just happened to be at SMU. Um, his youngest son, my first cousin, Jerry Jones Jr., we're a month apart. And so we've pretty much done everything since we were, you know, in diapers together. So it was that once he bought the team, we started selling tickets that following summer. And then I've always kind of had an ancillary relationship with the organization ever since. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. So did you and Jerry Jr. enter into the barbecue sauce venture together? Yeah. Or He was in, he was at Georgetown at the time. Um, and it's, it's a longer story than we have today, but how Jerry ended up buying the team was, was really a short, negotiation period that nobody really knew was happening um so the family really wasn't aware until after they had you know cut the deal and so big announcement comes out it's kind of cool yeah. i'm a freshman at smu and your uncle buys the cowboys that was pretty cool so remind me what did jerry do before that he's oil and gas primarily um based out of oklahoma and arkansas okay so so after you sold your law practice what did you do? I mean, so you sell a business and then you don't just retire. No. Yours don't just retire today, no, right? I um, got back into looking for the next thing I wanted to do, and um, we ended up starting a credit card processing company. Um, the Jones backed it. Um, it's called Blue Star Payments. It was pretty short-lived because we merged with a tech company. Okay. Uh, we rebranded Blue Star Sports, and then we started buying up tech companies in the youth sports tech space so like when you sign your kids up to play soccer or football there's a payment piece at the at the end where the parents pay for them to join those leagues mm-hmm. um and so that was 2014 to about 2017 we we acquired about 25 companies and then sold that uh, wrapped it up and sold it so i was out of a job again in 2017 
So how do you go from being an attorney, a, a, a defense litigator, to credit card processing? Like, is it, did you know people that got in that space and you were a, a just a partner? Like, So through, through the years I've invested and have obviously friends from college who are in different businesses, and this kind of came through one of my good friends who was in the lending space, um, the high interest um high interest rate lending kind of in the hospitality business. So he was loaning money into restaurants and bars. And so there was a, a tie into credit card processing through that, those relationships. So that takes us to 2000, 2017, um, have a short stint. I got hired by a group out of Atlanta that involved Dr. Oz, Oprah Winfrey, and the guy who founded WebMD named Jeff Arnold. They had a digital health platform, which is still going. Um, they went public last year. So I, I took over sales for all of Texas for that company for about 18 months. Yeah. Um, loved the people, but the sales cycle of dealing with hospitals and healthcare providers and insurance companies was too long of a sales cycle for my temperament. Um, and so I became a consultant for the firm, and then I started uh, as the chief business and legal officer for a Silicon Valley tech company, um, which was raising money at the time. Um, I was deferring comp and then didn't look like the raise was going to work out. Um, so I started looking to get back into a different interest. And so that led me back to real estate. Led you back to real estate, yeah. which is what you're doing today. Correct. Okay. So tell us a little bit about at properties. So at properties is, a is a, they're they're based out of Chicago. They're about a 25-year-old brokerage. Um, unbeknownst to me at the time, they were the eighth largest brokerage in the country that nobody in Texas had heard of. Um, I was hanging my real estate license right after COVID with a, with a small group here in da- Dallas. Um, but I was looking to own something again as opposed to just be a real estate agent. Um, so through some relationships, got connected to the group out of Chicago, um, went up there, Loved the brand, loved their technology, which is one of our real selling pieces. Um, and so negotiated to buy the North Dallas territory for at properties. So launched it two years ago, July 1st, with me, one agent, and now we're just over 75 agents. Fantastic. So it's been a, been a fun ride. Yeah. Yeah. What's been the most eye opening uh, part of at properties and being in that brokerage space? Um, I would say the the recruiting piece is harder than I thought, just because so so many brokerages are competitive on how they they cut what's called the split. So you probably know about that. Um, and so there's really you got to differentiate yourself when you're recruiting these these high producing agents. And so we 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 got granted the Christie's International Real Estate branding about 18 months ago. Um, and so that's helped our credibility a little bit because we were doing a lot of brand awareness with that properties. Um, and then that's brought in kind of a global network of, of brokerages around the world through the Christie's affiliate network. So that's been real beneficial. Fantastic. Yeah. So what's next? I'm, 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 I'm tied to this one for a while. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I think it kind of fills all my needs. I'm, I get to use my legal skills, negotiating, uh, my operational skills, running the business. Um, I think my last, my third thing I said about it is I'm likable. Um, I love being social. I love meeting with people. Um, and so I'm getting to use a little bit of everything, whereas in my previous endeavors, I didn't get to use all of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we'll go to likable since you brought it up and motivated was the second one, right? Yes. Yeah. So likable. Um, where do you think you got that from? Was Is it a trait that runs in your family or is it just something that you learned to, to be I, a I think it's I think it's an inherited trait. Um, my grandfather, who was Jerry's dad, was um, he was he came from nothing in a small town in Arkansas and then started grocery store businesses called Pat's Groceries in North Little Rock. Um, he was the first person to use kind of media and marketing to bring people into the grocery store. So he had like the main uh, guy on the radio. He built a grandstand in the middle of his grocery store there in North Little Rock, and that person would do their their uh, daily radio show. Um, he would have bands on the weekends and things like that. So he was very social, used his, you know, uh, skills to bring people in. Um, fast forward from there, he went to Missouri and started the first life insurance company called Midwest Securities. So he was always in front of people, always selling. Um, and then he started a drive through zoo of all things in Springfield, Missouri, called exotic, exotic animal paradise. So again, you can kind of see the, 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 nobody's stuck in a lane in this family. You just kind of go with what your heart tells you. Um, and so I grew up in Springfield. That's where I was born and raised. And so I grew up going out to this drive through zoo all the time and fishing with tigers and bears and all kinds of crazy stuff. So I've taken my kids to some, you know, drive through zoos and like some sanctuaries and things of that nature. So is there anything that they specialized in in this drive through zoo? No, it was a nine mile drive, and then you went through different, you know, designated areas because some animals can't live with with other animals. Sure. And so, uh, you would make this nine mile drive through the Ozark Mountains, which was beautiful, and lakes everywhere. And then you would end up kind of at your more type of a zoo where there would be caged animals, gift shops, uh, place to eat, those types of things. But it was the number one tourist attraction in the state of Missouri for probably fifteen years from the late 60s all the way to the early 80s okay as an entrepreneur myself i have stayed in the real estate lane for the most part what advice do you get like i'm, I'm looking to like branch out a little bit more um in other uh types of industry so what would what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to start another company, maybe in an industry that they have limited knowledge about. Sure. Um, what, is, what does that look like? You know, I think as I've gotten older, I'm more, I'm more interested in things I'm passionate about. Right. And I kind of, there was a period when I was running the law firm, I started a real estate development company on the side for the partnership. So I was building homes, some commercial projects and, and kind of got my feet wet in real estate. And so as I got older, um, it kind of pulled me back to what I enjoyed the most. Um, so I think probably the best advice is, you know, w once we kind of master our craft and whatever that is, is, is it's, it's nice to add something that you're truly passionate about. Yeah. Cause when you're passionate about what you do, it doesn't seem like work. Correct. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So your, your second word that you use, the third one we're going to talk about is motivated. So. Did you learn how to, because motivation comes from within, right? Right. I'm insp I can inspire you to do something, but you've got to be motivated to do it. Uh, so where did that motivation come from? 
again, I think it might just be an inherited trait of the family. I think everybody's worked pretty hard from the time they were kids. Our parents put us into situations where um, you're working at a young age, whether that be a lawn mowing service when you're a young kid. Um, my grandfather, who I referenced, I was delivering pamphlets all around Southwest Missouri and putting them in the hotel lobbies where you would find out what you're going to do. And, um, you know, he was, he was old school. So you were reporting to, back to him on a constant basis. Um, but I also think, you know, it's part of, it's just part of who you are. Uh, you know, I love getting up. I'm a morning person. Um, I'm up at four, four thirty every day and usually I'm in the office no later than seven and that's two hours before anybody else shows up. So that's just kind of been my deal. And I, people get tired of that because I don't want to see anybody late and I don't like to see anybody leave early. And then they have some reason, uh, that doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a routine is important. Absolutely. For being successful. Yeah, I would agree. Okay. And have you found that you put off the things that are most important to the latter part of the day? Um, you do those I would, I would say I, I attack everything in the morning. Um, and then the afternoon usually dealing with other things that have come up throughout the day or, um, that just need to be addressed. Yeah. So definitely a morning person. I, I think cause I'm up so early, you know, four I'm ready to stop thinking about work sometimes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You mentioned, um, about the, the law firm that you created and I have started asking guests to bring an item that brings them joy, whether it's from their office or from work. And, uh, you brought an item today. So would you explain that item to us? Yeah. I mean, obviously if you're in the law business, you're, you get real familiar with the gavel. And so this was given to me by my two partners in 1998 when we founded the firm. Um, so our, the name of the firm was McCatherine Moody at the time. And now it's just McCatherine. My old partner still runs that firm okay. and is, uh, very successful. So it kind of just reminds me it's in my office now as a realtor and as a CEO of the company, just to give me a little bit of look back on that. I did something pretty cool. Is there anything that stands out Jerry on these companies and ventures that you have entered into that if you had to go back that you would do something different? Yeah, I think, I think in almost every business, either a transaction or a venture, there's always things that you learn that you would do completely different. Um, I think if there is something good about me, uh, I don't look back. If I make a decision, there's no way to go back and change it. So I really have had a, I've really had an innate ability to move on to the next thought or the next, uh, you know, hurdle that, that comes up without really worrying about what happened. Cause you know, you can, you can make yourself go crazy if you worry about mistakes. Um, and I think the real, the real benefit of making mistakes is that you learn from them. Yeah. Yeah. Because the ultimate failure is not trying at all. Correct. Right. And you can't go back and change anything that has already happened. Right. So, um, yeah, I can see where that, where that comes from. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already subscribe to the YouTube channel and stay tuned next week as we have the second part of Jerry Moody's interview. If you'd like to contact Matt or know a fascinating person with an inspiring story that would make a great guest, reach out to the show at the Matt Hilton show at gmail.com.